0: i haven't yawned yet you know it's it's not time to start until i yawn it's time for the art and science punks the podcast where we talk about our lives as parents partners artists coaches and amateur scientists as punks we love to create to explore to fail to learn and to listen to loud music and then to share it all with you i'm one of your punks kate stenzinger and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner
1: Hey everyone, I'm Rob Stenzinger.
0: Hey, baby. Hi. Tonight we're going to talk about a couple things.
1: Good. Good. I like to talk about things.
0: <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um I thought it would be really fun to talk a little bit about what's going on with NASA.
1: Yeah, they seem really busy lately. They're
0: super busy and they got a lot of cool stuff going on and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure um, if anyone from NASA is listening, we know that you're busy every single day, all day. Um, but there's just like big things going on, kind of newsworthy things going on. And that's very exciting. It's not like they, you know, take the rest of the time off. <laughs> it's, uh, I
1: does it really seem like that anymore? There's so many um, behind the scenes specials and stuff that, you know.
0: Can you imagine that? Because they do, you're right. They kind of have like a a live stream television show of them all doing their work. Can you imagine like how that would be if like there were just maybe two commentators sitting over here in your office and just being like, well, now what's Rob doing? Oh, looks like Rob's doing some coding at the moment. Oh, he's doing some art.
1: Yeah, exactly. Judging spreadsheets over your shoulder and stuff like that. No, it, but they're busy obviously all the time. And um, then there's big events, but obviously they have, they have many teams in organizations they partner with and uh i don't know it just seems like it's been sort of a big i don't know maybe that's that's by design where it's like maybe it's always this big uh, all you know like but they're just evolving how they spread their news yeah or maybe i'm i'm tuning in more or some kind of I combination i was
0: just going to say maybe it's we have more time mm. to be attentive and it's you know, the NASA stuff, at least to me, is a nice, it's not political, it's not mm. um, tragic, you know what I mean? Like, it's a nice kind of shift, shift sure. from other things that, you know, maybe are in my newsfeed, It's like, oh, let's see what's happening here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, so not political... Um, how I like to look at that nowadays is that, I mean, everything is political. Uh, so well, yes. that means NASA is the kind uh, that I, I'm more energized from. Um, well, and, and yes. But like a lot of it's just, you know, it, there's a lot of disappointing things that, that some humans are up to.
0: Yeah, um, and truly, okay, I depressing. Now I feel like I humans. have to clarify. Cause I
1: am not trying to call you out. Clearly, but like,
0: NASA is, is political, but there isn't political energy and mudslinging happening right now around that department
1: yeah yeah fair enough
0: so anyway let's talk about what they're doing
1: um right on so
0: i would love to start with mars 2020 perseverance cool so july 31st launched um what do you call it what do you mean the mars perseverance rover Mm -hmm. is it a rover that yeah Yeah, it's it's a a rover
1: it's a rover and a um It has a drone on it too.
0: Is it going to deliver like some food? Kind of. Packages? (laughs) (laughs) No, so they launched that July 31st and everything kind of looked good. Um, But um, I believe, so what I was looking at was, you know, it launched, it's on its way to to Mars. Mm
2: -hmm. It's
0: going to take a little while. It's not going to be there this week. A couple months. Whoever's waiting on that package. You know, I felt like it was longer than that. I'll have okay. To look. Oh, is it
1: or is it like six or eight months? I don't know. I, I always forget. It's like a couple of weeks to get to the moon, but then yeah, it's probably. I I don't know. I'm totally forgetting. I know what we've even said on know, this show how long it takes. How long it takes to get you
0: looked that up, and I'll talk about what um, has happened. So, um, it, you know, is on its way to Mars. Whoa! Twenty
1: one months. I thought it was over a year. Okay, that's a round trip. All in all, your trip to Mars would take 21 months, nine months to get there, three months there, and three months to get back. Okay. So that's, oh, wow. Okay. So then it's 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 a nine-month trip for that rover. So we're, you know, I'm sure we'll hear some status or whatever, but like there isn't like the big, it's landing event coming up. Correct. In in a couple of days.
2: Correct.
0: All right. But what happened was, is it started going and there was a part of, um there was one of the sensors that indicated that part of the spacecraft mm-hmm. was a little cooler than expected. So when that happens, when anything doesn't go exactly as expected, it goes into safe mode. And so when a spacecraft goes into space mo- space mode, <laughs> 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 when a spacecraft goes into safe mode, it shuts down all non-essential um, systems and then waits kind of, for commands from Mission Control while they try to figure out what exactly is happening, hmm. but it has since so that you know that was like what yesterday, and then that happened today, but now boom it's back, it exited safe mode and it is fast. successfully heading to Mars, yeah, just you know i don't know what happened they haven't told us yet
1: okay well, i it would be interesting to learn more about this story there because and it's so like i mean there's all these details I suppose that um yeah, again, like I don't know if if it just I'm I'm tuning in more, but it's it it's neat to to hear about what's happening, and or, or and of course what's going to happen. I mean, we mentioned on the show a while back that that this rover was coming, and mm-hmm. uh, just because I mean you, you stay tuned in and and obviously subscribing to NASA stuff and social feeds and whatever, and then a lot of times it hits the hits the big news too, and that's um it's fun. It's like um clearly big giant thing. That is really full of complicated problem problems that a bunch of humans worked really hard to to try to make something that could could accomplish some
0: and really coming together. Yeah. I, I, I love where you're going with that because it's you know the space program right now has really kind of shown a, a big coming together, and they even talk about this a little bit um, when mm-hmm. you're looking at you know the Perseverance rover is actually part of the larger Artemis program. And um, if you haven't looked into the Artemis program, I'll talk about it in a minute, but really cool, um, a really cool program that NASA's doing. But they're doing it in collaboration with um, both some of the the private, um, what do you call it, private space programs, Mm -hmm. um, the Jet Propulsion Lab, and then also, of course, our international community and our International Space Station community. Um, so there's a lot of, I think, collaboration that it's taking and that they're doing to kind of take on some of these missions.
1: Which, uh, yeah, I get, it, to me harkens to something hopeful where you're like, "Gosh, we can work together with people. We don't have to be um Divisive. negative, negative exactly, yeah, competitive in a negative way. Let's let's compete against ourselves and the challenge of of difficult to reach things as opposed to. Just trying to be putting one other putting one another down. So that's that's awesome. I love. Yeah. I I feel. Yeah, it's hopeful.
0: It is. It is. I love that yeah. word. I love that um categor- characterization. It is. It's very hopeful. Hmm. So the Artemis program that I'm all super yeah. excited about, and I know we've talked about this before, um, but the Artemis program, and again, this um, perseverance rover going to NASA's um, going to Mars is part of the overall. Artemis program. And if you go to NASA's, we'll put a link to it, but if you go to NASA's website and then you go to their Artemis um, program, they have this really great website. Like you click on it and you kind of feel like it's the beginning of a movie. It's just, it's Mm. really fun. Um, But it's really um, this plan to get sustained human presence on and around the moon by 2028. So putting more people back on the moon in 2024, doing a lot more work um, on the moon and around the moon to figure out a way to have more sustainable um sustainable life or just sustainable presence mm-hmm. on and around the moon,
1: well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have um people stay there longer and have you know, have um projects and stuff yeah. maybe you know in, in any at any kind of length um
0: well, and all of that is prep for missions to Mars Mm -hmm. getting people to Mars so it's really about how can they improve their technology everything from you know um the space stations that will orbit to the um I want to say outfits they wear <laughs> to their fashion, <laughs> to the fashion, but you know, um,
1: fall twenty twenty one, fall you know, uh, spring twenty twenty six, and all that stuff.
0: Exactly, yeah. but you know they call it the Artemis generation spacesuits, right? So to improve kind of all those different pieces mm. and parts of technology, so that it's it's really building on its way to Mars.
1: Hmm. Okay, that's pretty sweet.
0: Anyway, I'm just excited about those the future i'm excited about the future of space Mm -hmm. um but again and i know i've said this on the podcast before i will keep my fur my
1: furt (laughs) being from the midwest uh in the u.s you have an accent maybe i have an accent too but
0: i will keep my feet firmly planted on Mm -hmm. the earth they tried to put that whole sentence furs. together.
1: I will keep my furt means I will keep my feet firmly planted on the earth. Exactly. The earth. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's Midwest slang.
0: But I still love watching The Explorers.
1: Yeah, I it's it takes uh, yeah, a certain a certain lot of things. It, it yeah, not every not every job is for everyone, you know. But that's uh I I don't know if I would I would I wouldn't mind. Like so how far up would you go? Like how far up is like your maximum altitude?
0: Um So, I don't even like to fly in an airplane. Okay. So, are you talking about getting in a space well, vehicle or are you talking airliner. about okay, like so, I'll climb a four- 14er again. Oh
1: gosh. What's the Okay, the different layers of the atmosphere and there was that um that stunt, I think eight years ago or so um that red bull did with someone where they 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 rode a um oh gosh essentially a weather balloon up to the edge of the atmosphere oh, and yeah. then they were in a, a, a space suit that was fashionable at the time <laughs>
0: yeah that was the you know 2014 fashion
1: yeah, so something like that, and then they, you know, for for the for the challenge and for the Red Bull, jumped out and parachuted all the way down to Earth from super high up.
0: Yeah, that, that would be a no if you are asking if I would do that.
1: So you are somewhere. Somewhere um, right around commercial airliners, your maximum altitude. Well,
0: I guess what I'm saying is, is yeah. I like to have my feet on the ground. So you, well, there, you're you not,
1: there's no furt in in, the, <laughs> in no a Red furt. Bull parachute up at the edge of the right. atmosphere. Yeah.
0: So, like, I'm willing to go up into the atmosphere as long as I'm hiking or climbing myself yeah. there. Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So, standing on a rocky slope is better than. You're, yeah well
0: that's, you know that's arguable because i used to be a huge um i used to be like a huge everest i used to watch all the everest documentaries mm-hmm. and kind of watching what's happened on everest in the last decade has completely turned me off to doing that mm. doing that work and doing that climbing
2: mm.
0: but fair enough
1: so even everest is not so first exactly okay fair enough what
0: about fair you enough. how far would you do the red bull challenge um that's yeah I might
1: do that. I think I would do that.
0: You would jump out of a weather yeah, balloon? Yeah, I would I think and... I would,
1: f- would do more than furt my suit. <laughs> <laughs> but but um but it seems it seems survivable and uh exciting and interesting and um good learning experience, that kind of thing. Would
0: you go to the moon if it was like a commercially available like they put a they put a Hilton on the moon?
1: Hmm. I yeah, I suppose. If it if it had been you know
0: You would you wouldn't be on the first tour up, but
1: Yeah. Not to be lazy about it. It's just that I mean it, it'd be it would need to be sort of affordable and I don't know, uh, available, that kind of thing. But but I, I think I could I could manage that. It seems um close enough to Earth. So So how far is my FERT? It goes up to probably the moon. I don't think I could FERT past the moon.
0: (laughs) Um, So one more thing I'm going to say on Artemis, and then I want to talk about some other NASA stuff Mm -hmm. that's going on. But the other thing with the Artemis program is they are also determined to put a woman on the moon. And I just really want to make sure that I mention that. Um, The Artemis program, by 2024, they want to put the first woman on the moon and um, additional people on the moon. Mm-hmm. And then make it a little bit more sustainable time on the moon and around the moon, um, like space station, like mm-hmm. um, by 2028.
1: Well, there you go. Getting. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of patriarchy that they're working through there and, and working past. Right. Yeah. Getting uh, spacesuits that work for women. And because of the like we talked about the the spacewalk. Yeah. The, a couple episodes back. And uh and yeah, that's awesome. So
0: So I exciting things.
1: Part of my job is pointing out the politics in involved in all this.
0: <laughs> you do well at your job. <laughs> okay, so um speaking of space station. Yeah. We have one.
1: Uh well I mean you and I don't. Okay. sure,
0: there is one. How about that? Is that <clears throat>
1: One exists. Yes. One
0: exists, and the the Dragon crew went up. When was it? I remember watching um, the Dragon crew launch. I think they used one of the SpaceX 30, 60
1: days somewhere
0: rockets. Yeah. I know we were home for quarantine
1: during the pandemic, but that's a wider and wider window. <laughs>
0: right. That, that doesn't narrow it down for us. Nope. Um, and the two astronauts, um, Bob and Doug. Mm-hmm. flew their rocket on up there. Yes. And that was really fun. We watched a lot of that live.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, we watched the launch, and then the next day watched them dock and enter the space station, which was really cool.
1: That is pretty cool, yeah. There's a, you know, NASA has a bunch of different ways where you can check out their streaming stuff. Yeah.
0: So uh, they're coming home. They mm-hmm. launched back off of the space station in the same...
1: Dragon I mean, what, what do you call it? pod module car sure
0: rocket spaceship
1: yeah commuter
0: i really badly want to make a man woman camera tv joke right now but sorry (laughs) (laughs) really well just because i went car spaceship rocket and the way i the cadence just reminded me
1: testing my cognitive abilities fair enough
0: exactly so um there um so Endeavor, mm-hmm. oh, I, I it was the Dragon mission, but maybe they're on the Endeavor, because what I'm looking at here says the Endeavor is ske- scheduled to splash down um, tomorrow morning. Okay. Oh, it I says think it's right it's here. It's just
1: a big compound name, because I think it's a Dragon module that oh. they worked in and the mission probably has a longer title. Sure. Uh, you know, of course I could be wrong about that, but
0: Oh, and it says here that they launched to the space station on May 30th.
1: Wow. Time flies.
0: But you were right. You said 30 60 days. Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um that's exciting. So that that I mean, and that was um, you know, uh, full full circle of a, of a mission that was um what all U.S. crew and tech and stuff, right? Um, Something like that. I think so,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. It was, um, yeah, you're right. It was like the first U.S. full crew and tech launch in quite some time.
1: Yeah, so fun.
0: Yeah, really cool. Um, and there's been, I don't know if people have been following, but they've been um, sending a lot of cool tweets and photos and different things. Um from their work up in the space station,
1: um, any any experiments or anything that they did stand out?
0: Hmm. Mm, I'm sure there are. Yeah, but okay. not that I have. Um, not that I have at the top of my head. All right. Um, they did do a couple of spacewalks. Okay. Um, you know they were doing some work on the. You know, I think they were washing the windows on the outside of the um, space station. <laughs> Little Windex, <laughs> is that what they do? No, no. I I know they did some spacewalks and they were doing some work on the outside.
1: Nice. Uh, do do do. Yeah, there's uh, just skimming a big article. There's uh, they they they're happy about the amount of work they did, but I don't know. Hmm. Oh my gosh, they're showing this the the scheduling software that they use. And that looks uh, pretty darn busy and intense. Oh, you know what? I did Holy see molly. one.
0: I did see one um, report. Now that I'm saying this, um, you're going to be really happy you asked. Oh. Um, I did see one report where they're doing some research on gut health mm. in space. And so it was a picture of, gosh, I think it was Doug holding up. Like three or four test tubes in like two baggies with a big smile on his face. Oh boy! And it was um, poop and pee and saliva. Okay. For gut health checks. All right. And yeah, so I did see that um, come through my social media
1: feed. Necessary business, but um,
0: aren't you glad you asked now? Yeah. <laughs> so they are. I studying. thought
1: it was going to show like uh, Bob and Doug chilling with some kombucha or
2: something. <laughs>
0: might have been okay you know good gut health is important but yeah they want it so there was some study going on about um gut health in space
1: <laughs> adding in space to anything is uh yeah is an upgrade all right what um that's pretty cool there's a lot of a lot of stuff nasa's been up to
0: yeah but, they're, um, go nasa way to keep busy
1: <laughs> for for once <laughs> good job no, good I, job, no obviously yeah it's there's so much work for years to make these different things happen. Yeah. It's uh
0: you know, and I, I told you this before kind of getting on, getting on the podcast tonight. And one of the reasons I think, um, well, and we talked a little bit about it, why it's nice to, um, kind of check out this stuff and, and keep your eye on, on what's going on is, you know, there is a sense of exploration and there is a sense of, um, I want to say there's, there's more beyond where we are, um, science and technology. And when I think of kind of everything going on in the world, you know, cures for different things could mm-hmm. be out there and um, new perspectives and, and new ways of looking at things can be out there. And just as humans, our ability to go out and explore and search for those things and study and learn different you know, things I think it's just so um, I love the way you said it earlier. Hopeful.
1: I mean, if if it's uh, like if no giant obvious like, oh, this is the next what have you. It's solar cells or Tang or, you know, Care some for other, cure, cure, cure for cancel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I clearly did not do my vocal exercises. Before you didn't podcasting. yawn before the podcast. I, know. I think.
1: Yeah, that's it's throwing me out. Holding off. You back. So uh the the act the practice to to do things that are that are sort of high stakes and difficult uh but constructive and explore, uh, exploratory and learning focused then to do that collaboratively if that's it if like that that's mm-hmm. the worthwhile practice like let's just keep doing that kind of thing absolutely um, so but of course many other useful discoveries will come from it as well
0: I've just loved kind of keeping tuned into it mm. right now with so much uncertainty kind of in other areas of our life
1: what uncertainty I'm. what's this
0: <laughs> i know your life is pretty concrete
1: i'm nothing but like uh cans uh, of mountain dew skateboards and <laughs> i don't know flaming guitars <sighs> certain is my middle name no it, i i yeah uncertainty Things are things are disrupted in a lot of ways.
0: They really are. So, yeah, go and go, it's, go ahead
1: and plan five years in, from now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a useful practice, but like the your relationship with the amount of certainty is you know probably pretty different than it was you know maybe let's say four years ago.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so okay, so that's a good question to ask. You're you're doing. Um, a segue jumping into, like, let's like talk about our like another mini topic, which is, um, like, how do you manage through uncertainty?
0: Curl in a ball and cry mostly.
1: That's, that's not bad. Like coping, <sighs> coping and getting by, you know, acknowledging it's, your feelings.
0: It's just such a prolonged time and a prolonged mm-hmm. experience of uncertainty and a prolonged experience of, um, stress i don't have another Mm -hmm. i don't have a better word for it um don't know when we can return to work don't know when it's going to be safe to go to the mall. um -hmm. don't know when don't know how the kids are going to return to school in what format will it be safe um don't know what the vaccine situation is going to look like don't know what's going to happen in the u.s with the election don't know don't know don't know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, so that's what you meant by uncertainty.
0: <laughs> that's my short list.
1: Okay. Um so I mean, I mean this is a kind of thing where I think about um uh, like times in my life where I've I've explored uh like I've explored counseling and have, you know, sought to just find a, a positive pr- productive way to engage in the world and get past um just i don't know just processing past trauma and big feelings and stuff and and this reminds me of like a a trauma situation where we um
0: you know so so true
1: we we need to work work on stuff that helps us um get a foothold and Do something and believe in ourselves and and move, move and keep moving.
0: Yeah. Well, and even just the the step of acknowledging that, you know, the world is in pain right now and Mm -hmm. that things aren't okay and that people aren't okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when, you know, when I talk with my therapist, that's one of the things, you know, when I kind of spiral into this, you know, she'll stop me and she'll say, but, you know, that that's true. You know, that people are in pain right now and things are uncertain. And, you Mm. know, so sometimes it's just stopping to sit with the fact that, you know, air quotes, it doesn't feel out of control. It actually is out of control, you know, from that kind of macro macro level. And can we acknowledge that? And so it's kind of to ground yourself in, what you're feeling is is real and true, mm. and so you know. But then from there, what do you do with it? You can't just sit and spiral. Right. You can't in just that... be
1: like, well, confident in being super anxious <laughs> exactly. and, and and frustrated or feeling helpless, right? <laughs> oh, so how I'm do you... so
0: gonna use that. I am confident in my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah. So, so, um, yeah. I, I don't have the 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 background or training in in the in the therapy and and psychology and whatnot, other than, you know, armchair studying for, for design use and stuff like that. But like, um, for me personally, how do I deal with, um, the uncertainty is I try to think about what, um, Hmm, what can I do? What kind of promises can I make that, um, that I can keep to myself and that might be pretty small
0: absolutely. And where can you find, you know, what do I know? I know my family is healthy. I know we are all safe. Mm -hmm. I know that I can pay my bills right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and everybody doesn't have that. Right. I know Mm. that there are plenty of people out there that don't have those three things. Um, Mm. and so just kind of, you know, making that however small it is list of what do I know? What is, um, what is okay right now for me?
1: Mm. So what do you know and what can you do yeah. also to proceed um and it doesn't have to be connecting a sketchy line between one second to one year to f- two years to five years or whatever up ahead it just it can be just sort of moments within arm's reach
0: oh absolutely it's so one of the things that i've really had to focus on is i was you know in a little bit of a spiral around the whole back to school stuff mm. and what are we going to do what are we going to do what are we going to do well i know the announcement that the district's going to make as far as what the plan is, is next Tuesday. So why spend three weeks spiraling on it yeah. when there's nothing I can do to change their announcement? Um, you know, me deciding I want the world to be, you know, I want the sky to be pink today isn't going to change anything when I wake up on Tuesday and the sky is blue. So, um, you know, meaning I can't control what the district's going to decide or do. Yeah, and what's really tough...
1: I mean, there's uncertainty all, in all kinds of ways. There's uncertainty in, in, like, well, being a human being, but also being responsible for human beings. Being, um, hmm. uh, you know, any kind of... If you're a leader in an organization, or if you are a parent in a family, or you're doing caretaking for anything, you have other entities in your life, You that's... There's plenty of... You don't know exactly what's going to happen with them, but, like... uh Let's see.
0: Can I tell a funny story? Yeah. So earlier today, um, there was a meltdown in our house. Mm. Um, there was a couple of meltdowns at our house. And it was the children this time, though. It wasn't us. <laughs> 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 and we were working through it with them and kind of helping them process and, and talking through things. And kind of after everything was was feeling better and people were kind of recovered. And you and I were just debriefing a little bit in the same room with the kids about it. And I can remember saying to you, being a kid is really hard, you know, growing up is really hard, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of empathizing with this big emotional reaction that one of the kids had that was, you know, equivalent to crying over spilled milk kind of a thing, but remembering and having some empathy for, you know, it's just really hard growing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it was kind of this, this kid being a kid is easy. And I stood up and I jokingly said to you, but being a parent is a piece of cake. Like, this is a cakewalk. <laughs> and both kids immediately started laughing. Like, they just, they weren't taking that for for truth at all. They were like, ma-ha-ha, ha. sure it is, mom.
1: <laughs> so, making fun of yourself and each other, that's a good way to, to sort of... Lighten the load, I guess. Is that another way to deal with uncertainty?
0: Well, I just, when you were talking about, you know, the uncertainty when you're also responsible for other beings Mm. is a whole nother, Mm. another level of fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I don't know where to go with that other than, like, so what do you do to deal with that is, um, I imagine supporting communication and uh, like, Meeting, meeting yourself and everyone where with where you're at the best you can.
0: Well, and there's other techniques too around, you know, um, you know. If you think about what do I have control over, so mm-hmm. it's it's like you said, you know, making those lists or pointing out the small things that you do have control over. And with the kids, and this is going to sound silly, but it's even as simple as, oh, you picked out, you know, that shirt today. Just pointing out when it is that they are making choices and they do have control,
2: mm.
0: you know, can kind of help to ground a little bit for kids. And so I kind of, I use that same thing for myself, you know, where sometimes it's just, okay, what do I want to do right now? How do I want to feel right now mm. in this moment? Um, mm. What choices can I, you know, what can I choose right now to do? You know, I can choose to start a movie. I can choose to, you know, whatever, those kinds of things even if they're little things just to kind of give a little bit of a sense of, um, groundedness and honestly control when there's kind of a lot of uncertainty swirling.
1: There is, um, Oh gosh, I thought this, this is something I bump into a few different times, but it's, uh, it's a, it's self-determination theory and it's, it's useful for game designers to think about. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, uh, because you, you try to create experiences where people feel a sense of um, competence and um, ability to make choices or agency, right? But then also mm. feel the um, and understand those different those different options and what they might lead to. So like relatedness and right. So
2: nice. Yes, yeah,
1: so, and so that's one sort of uh, simplified model to think of um, like self determination.
0: Do you ever use that?
1: Yeah, I do. I do it. Uh, like, I even teach it in my paper prototyping workshop for, uh, you know, designing video games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, in your, like, day-to-day, like, your stressed-out life, do you use it? Not in your game design, but in your life. Do you ever...
1: Yeah. I mean, so that's one way to to theme a list-generating activity is oh, to think nice. about, like, what helps me feel, like, I'm capable or reminds me of my skills, right? And then... That's such a good one. What are some... Thanks. And then what are some options that, that I, that I could, you know, choices and stuff in front of me. Yeah. And then like, what makes it all meaningful or or what are my goals or what do I want? And this like, how can I connect these, these different three lists and maybe something stands out. Some things often, oftentimes ambitious, difficult things pop up when I do that. (laughs) But then not only so that, but if I notice that and then I'm like, well, okay, fine. Yeah. There's that goal, but what else is on that list?
0: You know, there's a lot of um, strength-based theory around a lot of what you said um, and research out there about um, doing something every day that you're really good at. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like kind of having something on your list every day that is a strength of yours.
2: Mm.
0: You know, and that kind of reminds me too of what you're saying. You know, when you sit down to kind of do that list generation, that would be a good idea to put one of those items on the to-do list every day was something I'm really good at that I enjoy doing and then making sure you kind of have that support for yourself. That's
1: really cool. That's useful because I know I've, I've, I've fallen on the wrong side of that. In my opinion, to to me where it's like being too self-critical for too long doesn't really help build me up. Yeah. I found more weaknesses, but okay. I've got enough (laughs) of that. That list is, you know, long enough, right? Where are my strengths? And it's nice to, to, uh, to tune into that so I like that idea so it, just make it a make it a point to do something you're good at every day
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a good reminder about your, your your ability to affect the world around you
0: yeah and, and I think it helps with some of that agency too mm-hmm. and well cool. awesome thanks for kind of chatting a little bit about that and I hope everybody that's listening is you know hanging in there and mm-hmm. um, focusing on, on the positives in their life and um, asking for help when you need it right on Let's do some picks.
1: Picks sound great. I like to do a little intro to our pick section where it's it's like okay we're the art and science punks we we are um, you know we're you know we create things and we celebrate science and, and you know celebrate them both. We you bump into things, you find stuff out in the world, and it's really it's fun to celebrate and share that with you with uh, a pick. And we take turns every episode. Like one of us will pick art, then next time switch off, and the other yeah. one you know, science. There you go. So uh, what kind of pick do you have this week?
0: I have science this week.
1: Sounds good. What What's going on?
0: Science, my friends. Um, so my science pick today is the Outdoor Science Lab for Kids. It's a book, hmm. and it's got all these different kind of family-friendly experiments that you can do. And we've had this book on our shelf for quite a while, and with, you know, the summer and kind of everything going on, um, had pulled it off the shelf and gave it to the kids and said, flag things that look interesting to you. So gave them some flags and flag things that looked interesting to you. And then one afternoon when we were looking for a project to do, I grabbed the book and flipped through and I'll be truly honest. I looked for, um, one of the experience experiments in there that they had flagged that I had all the stuff for and quite a few of them, I would have had all the stuff for. It's it's very much things you have around the house. And so the one of them that they had flagged was, um, oh, I'm forgetting what it was called, but it was a type of slime. Um, it wasn't exploding slime, but it was, oh, um, foaming slime. Oh. Foaming slime. And it basically and then and then there was a different way of doing it with colors and so it was um you mixed up a couple of different chemicals and it was things like vinegar and baking soda and um, water and um what's it called borax right she always got to have throw borax in there so a couple of different um but two different um containers of it and then we kind of went out into the middle of the yard. And you combine them, and it just kind of comes foaming up out of your paper cup that you're mixing it in. And then it's slime that you can actually, like, pick up and play with.
1: It's kind of a like multiple experiments in one, right? Because it reminds me of that sort of Mentos.
0: Yeah, like the, like, the pop bottle Mentos thing. Yeah.
1: But uh, but you actually get to use it afterwards,
0: yeah, and um, and then adding color, the kids really liked that, being able to add color, so we each um, <laughs>
1: what happened where one of our kids had purple hands for
0: for a little while? A couple days <laughs> That usually happens when food coloring's involved. Um, but what was cool is I had set it up so that they would each do two of kind of the measured experiment, right, where we did all the measurements and used all the measuring tools, and so they each got to do it twice. And it was a lot of fun. But then they just kind of go with, well, what would happen if? Hmm. So then now they've got all the different, and it was four or five ingredients. And so then they started mixing different things together. And some of it worked, and much of it didn't work. (laughs) But that was kind of part of the fun of the experiment. We were out in the yard, and other than the purple hands, um, you know, (laughs) nothing. You know, So it's just nice to do that in the summer when you can be outside. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll put a link to, uh, the book in the show notes and I'm going to post some photos, um, on the Instagram feed. And so you'll see some of those things.
1: Fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> those, uh, I don't know. I, it's one sometimes there's, there's experiments where kids' hands are, uh, you know, color changed or spotted or whatever, but then, you know, sometimes that, if that sticks around a well, while. That's why I remember that one. <laughs> um, but okay, so my art pick is actually it relates to something that um, that became an activity with the kids too. I nice. Um, let's see. So I w- I'm I became aware of uh, a Kickstarter that uh, Becca Hilburn has has put into the world that is about seven inch Kara her book, and it's a volume two of of her comic series, and it's it's um it's it's got very distinctive art style and it's yeah, it's very very warm and engaging and friendly relationships among these characters in an all age book that's uh um it really it features these um the uh essentially lilliputian tiny characters that rem- like like if you've seen the studio ghibli film um Arrietty right
0: I love Arrietty
1: that um there's there's you know characters that are full human size but also um these these lilliputians And anyway, so yeah, that's her Kickstarter is going on. But then, um, you know, I I, I also noticed this thing that that um, you know became um, our activity, which is um, a product in uh, Becca's uh, Gumroad store, which is uh, she calls it uh, Cara Paper Children Printables, and it's it's essentially a, a whole bunch of i guess it's it's nine pre-colored and then nine color yourself versions of of um like a lot of it's cara, uh, cara her character that in different situations and sitting in you know, sitting in a swing and or like laying down and what have you and and um but if you print it out and you, especially if you do this on cardstock the whole activity aspect of it is to then well take this and you know take this character you made as and make a cutout and then put it in the world and take pictures
0: it was so cute. And this was the the things, kids yeah. had such a wonderful time doing this.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a it was a fun activity where um, our whole plan was to do, you know, to do an hour of this. And it ended up being like two hours because they wanted to do more characters and, um, you know, do a lot more photos and stuff and combinations um, of of. Uh, the ones that they colored sitting on sitting on plants in the yard, sitting in the grass, um, getting taped to things like our uh, like an outside table, stuff like that. And um, yeah, so we've got a lot of these photos, which uh,
0: we'll post some of those as well. Oh, cool. That'll like, be fun.
1: That, that'd be awesome. All right. And um, so it's it's a neat activity, like making a, a little physical objects out of some art and then making new art out of it, which is a cool idea
0: what a great idea and the I don't know there's just something about the the way that these are drawn and the size that they just worked so well mm-hmm. um being able to position them outside in different ways on tree branches on leaves and um I don't know it's just they're they're very well done so I thought it, it turned out super neat
1: <laughs> awesome yeah that was that's great so there there's my art pick and I I'll suppose I'll, I'll put a link to um Becca's Kit's Kickstarter and um which is ending in just a few days. So I'll try to get this episode posted pretty quick. Um, and then, uh, of course, these uh, printable paper children. I guess that wraps us up for today. I'm forgetting it's still my, it's my job now to do the outro, which is I'm honored <laughs> to do, but uh, you know, uh, funny thing, getting, getting better at a thing. So, well, thanks for your patience with that. And thanks for listening and being a part of our art and science punks community. Well, and also there's more ways to connect with Kate and I. You can find our workshops and our coaching and products. Well, for Kate, you can find that at mycoachkate.com. And for me, the, there's a quick URL. Go to robstenzinger.com slash store.html. And that, that'll get you to a whole list of products.
0: And Art and Science Punks can be found both on Twitter and Instagram. And I can be found on Instagram um, and Twitter, actually, both as Kate Stenzinger.
1: Well, and I can be found on both as well as Rob Stenzinger.
0: Keep building, making, and sharing.
1: How far will they furt their feet? Or,
0: <laughs> how far will they furt their feet? Mm-hmm. How, I think just furt.
1: Oh, that's right. It's all encompassing.
0: It is all encompassing.
1: Is that our? It's f- like
0: dot com dot com.
1: That's <laughs> which does sound funny, but. It's it's a little bit maybe that's like a t shirt idea. Or just Fert. Art and Science Punks. Say FERT.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that.
1: Hmm. Okay. The Fert shirt.
0: The Fert shirt. I like the Fert shirt, but it just what if it means something bad and so,
1: Oh shoot. You always have to take you have to take your Oh fun, me. Me, yeah. Take your fun product ideas.
0: You can't say NASA's not political. Go
1: to Urban Dictionary. Shoot. Uh, well, everything's well okay, fair enough. I'm doing my best to, to try to, 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 you know, share what I'm trying to you learn and so adapt and explore. I know. Because that's... Uh,
0: I just think Fert might be a slur in some... It's who knows. FERT is like
1: <laughs> the worst who knows act. And <laughs> you will never be able to unthink it once you look it up.
0: I just spit my water.
1: Uh, FERT is the okay. worst
0: act. That's Don't
1: look up Furt, anyone. <laughs> I'll look it up first and I'll 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 send a signal if it's safe. But if it's safe, we're making a furt shirt.
0: <laughs> you get me really mad when I spit on this microphone.
1: Nah, you're you're doing a good job.
0: All right. Peace out. Oh, you know what? What's Hold up? on, don't stop it. Okay. Wear a mask. Please. I don't wanna say please.
1: Oh, you don't want to say please? You just want to say wear a mask.
0: It's declarative. Damn it. Wear a mask. Damn it. Exactly.
2: Okay.